Welcome to the And She Did It podcast. Come for accountability and mindset growth. Stay for the community. Hosted by three former nine to fivers turned entrepreneur dreamers, Andrea Hansen, Brittany Williams, and Candace Dudley, the founders of the Align Business Collective. To stay in the know about the opportunities we are hosting, head to the show notes to get on our mailing list. We're thrilled you're here. Let's dive in. Let's dive into talking about risk because I have had multiple people, strangers, honestly, come up to me at the coffee shop and be like, I don't know how you do what you do. And they typically mean like buying a downtown building, not knowing how to be a construction project manager, never having any experience because I talk about that all the time. I literally don't know what I'm doing. They're like, well, how do you just buy a building? My brain does not compute. (laughs) I don't get it. I mean, I have my own answer, but I would love to hear your guys' perspective on just taking risks and what have the risks been that you've taken? Let's start there. So my risks so far have not necessarily been buying a building or anything like that. Although I guess we do have a duplex rental property. Let's not minimize. Never mind. We have bought a building. So I mean, we've never been landlords before. And I guess I forget to share that a lot of times. (laughs) I forget all the things we do. So for me, taking risks usually is just simply doing the thing that's scary. Leaving the classroom was scary. The unknown and change is scary to me whenever I shift something up. And so for me, it's following those nerves, kind of taking them as a sign to lean in, like the butterflies, excited butterflies in your stomach that kind of make you nervous, maybe upsets your stomach a little bit, but leaning into it because you know that that's what you're being called to do. Repeatedly doing what's scary to you. And what's scary to me is a lot different than what's scary to someone else. Andrea restored an entire downtown building that had to be gutted and had to have plumbing put in and all these things. So that's not in my ballpark at the moment. Maybe it will be later, but things that are scary to you can be on your own scale. So it doesn't need to be something we compare like, oh, it's not that big of a risk. You know, it still can be scary. Just allowing yourself to say, this is risky for me and this is holding me back or this is just getting honest, I guess, in that realm so that you're aware of it. Because when you're aware of something, then you can actually do something about it. This brings me back to one of the first side hustles. Not the first. I've had a lot of side hustles. Who are we kidding here? One of them was when I started real estate photography. And the fact that I self-taught. This is also bringing back like the imposter syndrome of who am I to think I can walk in with this camera that I hung out hours at Walmart to pay $200 for so I could start this business and then have spent time teaching myself how to do it. When I booked my first one, literally I mapped out where bathrooms were to stop because I was so nervous to show up and do this. I'm in somebody's house taking pictures of their property and they're watching me. Little did they know, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. (laughs) They turned out great. It's gone well, all the things, but I'm like, that was so scary. You did it anyway, right? That scary thing for you, you did it anyway. People ask me, okay, so they know I've taken risks. How do you do it? So that's what I would like to unpack right now. And me personally, how I took that specific risk of buying a building and just doing it is I had a strong gut intuition knowing that that's what I was supposed to do. It sounds so woo, but that spiritual piece for me is so important to all of my businesses. I trust it. I walked into that building. There was just this knowing in my gut, I already own this building. I could see all of the apartments done in my mind. 
the how is none of your business. We're going to say that a lot. We heard that from a friend recently and it truly was none of my business. And I had no business even trying to figure that out at that point. I just knew walking around in there that I was supposed to do it and I would figure it out along the way. Marie Forleo has a great book. Everything is figure outable. I've read it twice. You just take the risk with calculated thought. I mean, lots of conversations with my husband about, can we financially make this profitable? Are we going to be upside down in a mortgage if we take this adventure? There was a lot of numbers and planning, but there was also that strong knowing that kept us going through all of those, well, this might, this is a risk. This isn't just a automatic, we're going to make money. There was some semblance of unknown, there always is, but it was always backed by that knowing. Backed by the knowing and the appropriate action, just hearing what you had to say. You guys spent time running numbers and getting logistics and things like that to accompany that feeling of knowing this is the right place for you guys. For sure. And you have a lot of knowledge in that just with leaving your job and saving up money before taking that risk of leaving your nine to five. So I know that's near and dear to things you like talking about too. I mean, when you're assessing the risk or we're talking about risk, it's not like we are straight up jumping in with not thinking twice about these decisions. I knew in my heart for a long time that I needed to step away from my nine to five, but it also took me the knowing, but I also needed to put those steps and build a foundation where I could do that. And that was building up three to six months of an emergency fund and knowing how much I'm spending each month and making sure I don't have extra liabilities that I need to figure out and things like that. Making sure all of those things are actually taken into account when I take this risk, because it is still risky stepping out into entrepreneurship. Ask my financial advisor <laughs> the look on his face. So there is still risk there, but there are things that you need to do to calculate that risk and to know that it's right for you and your family. And if we want to shed light on the process that people take to leave jobs or feel like that's the riskiest risk I've ever done was to leave my teaching job. So the process for me was getting really serious with my husband with conversations to make sure that we're both on board with the decision. When you're married with children, you kind of do need to have a conversation. <laughs> so there was that. And those were hard. Finding the right words to communicate to each other why you want this, why you're pulled so hard in this direction. Those are not easy, but they're worth it. And the other piece was at that point, once we decided, yep, we're going to do this, it was, okay, how can we do this? And I chose to take a leave of absence so that my school approved that. And so I kind of have this safety net, but I really think that you could leave teaching in a lot of professions and there's such a shortage right now that you could go get hired even if you didn't have that safety net. But that felt good to us. So we chose that option. We also made sure that we had a lot of money saved up in our savings. We also didn't have any debt uh, other than our house payment. Those pieces financially were in place that we could make this work for a period of time while I figured this out. That's kind of the process that we went through for me to take that huge leap of leaving a nine to five job. What would you say are the biggest things you've learned because we've all taken risk. What are the biggest lessons from those risky moments? The risk is worth it because usually when you're contemplating those, you're already in the worst case scenario. For me, it's also that everything is figure outable. You can figure so many things out on the fly that you just 
don't even know yet that you have that superpower, you probably should know that you have that already because of the life you're living and all the plates and things that you're juggling. But you sometimes don't see it until you're put into that situation. You're like, wow, I figured that out. I did that. For me, the biggest lesson learned is that every risk I take inspires a hundred more risks from people that are watching or more. Most of them I probably don't even know, but some people are kind enough to come up and tell me or message me on Instagram and say, I see you do all these things you know nothing about and it made me do this. And then they tell me and like always tears coming down my face reading those. Just know that you being brave helps the entire world watching be brave too. When you say that, it makes me think of being a parent because that was one thing that really pushed me into this was knowing that if I didn't take this risk, I would continue to live an okay life, but I didn't want that to be the example that I was setting for my own children. So when you say, when we take a risk, we inspire other people, I 100% agree with that. And we share on social media a lot. We have this podcast. So we're sharing much more than you have to really, if you are going to run a different kind of business, but this is the avenue we're in. For me, it was risky in the beginning to start sharing my story. One, because I didn't think I had one. And two, because I thought it was boring and no one would want to listen to it. Little did I know that was completely false. And I think you learn your story. You learn those things and those risks create those ripples that you mentioned. And it's pretty freaking cool to look back and think about all the lives that I know that I've touched. And then even more that I don't know who they are, but they've listened or they've been around and they've changed something or getting that email that says being in your accountability group back in our days when Britt and I were running a group and we had April, she had sent us that email and she went in and she told them, Hey, I'm not being paid what the men in this job are being paid. And I do way more than them for you and for us. And she got this raise and the job of her dream, like knowing that and knowing that that's possibly happening because little old us are sitting here sharing and talking at a kitchen table about our story. It makes the feeling of that risk of being vulnerable and sharing these things about our lives so much easier to jump into because I know the worth. All right. So let's flip it. Have you taken a risk that didn't pan out? And I'm not even going to call it failure because I know none of us consider really that word in conjunction with risk. Have any risks not panned out the way you wanted? I mean, it makes me think of groups I was going to run or ideas or digital products I was going to launch fully for like two weeks. I was talking about I can't remember what it was at this point, but I know that these have happened to me and I'm talking about it. I think it's just a great idea. No one signs up. So then it's just, well, well, I put myself out there, thought this was amazing, thought people needed it, but no one needed it right now. You know what happens? I bet none of you even know that. You probably think we fill every group that we've ever dreamt up or ever posted about. That's not the case. And when that happens, you're like, all right, well, pivot. Well, I'm going to stop talking about that and I'm going to switch to something else. So that doesn't feel good at the time. It might feel like a failure at the time, but you learn so much from that and you learn that the world keeps spinning and nothing that bad actually happens and you get to keep on doing the next thing that you create. For failure, to me, I've essentially changed the way I think about it because it started out as feeling like if I changed my mind on how something made me feel and I close a door, I had looked at that as failure, but really it served its purpose in my life for that time. And I learned a lot from those experiences. So there's definitely been things I have started and even did for multiple years. And I'm like, "Eh, I'm over that now. I'm going to leave that. 
where like I didn't really want to tell people I left it or quit doing that because I looked at it that as being a failure. But no, when I look back on the experiences in that journey of that, I had so many wonderful lessons that came out of it. That would be like me saying that my teaching career was a failure because I decided to close that door, you know, and thinking about it that way is so healthy to allow us to close the door on something because it just doesn't feel aligned anymore. And that's not a failure. Or if you decide to close your business or, I mean, let's say worst case scenario, you don't make any money or your company actually goes bankrupt. Okay. But did anyone die? You learned a really hard lesson. That business was not viable. And next time, I bet you'll do a lot more market research to figure out if it's something that people need. The risks that we're taking currently aren't at that level, I don't think. I mean, I probably could have gone bankrupt on the building project. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. But (laughs) I did not. The risks that we have been talking to a lot of you about are not bankruptcy risks. You're not going to lose your home. You're not going to be living on the streets with your kids and in a sleeping bag. We're talking about the risk of posting on social media. Letting yourself be seen. Getting yourself out there. Sharing that you have a business. Sharing that you have a story. You have stuff that needs to be shared with the world and just need to do it. We can go back to the changing your mind thing. That totally speaks to me because I agree. I used to think of that as a failure. If you've changed your mind and decide something's not for you, that is a superpower. And we as a society need to start thinking differently about that. I was chatting with a friend of mine. We both played college basketball in the same division two conference. Funny enough, during that era, we were both the top two teams in our conference. So it was a very high stress need to win. This friend of mine, she had the guts to quit after I think two seasons. She didn't play all four years. I did not. Although every single year there were moments where I would call up my parents crying or be talking to my close friend and teammate and my sister saying, we got to quit you guys. Like I would rather walk into that office and tell our coaches I'm out of here. I am not doing this anymore than spend one more second in this anxiety and stress of what was all going on. And so I look back at that and think, well, are we going to say she's a failure because she stopped playing basketball in college? I look at it and think, damn, you were stronger than me, sister, because I couldn't do that, even though everything in my being was like, we got to stop this. And so then do I get to be the success story because I made it all four years? So I just look at that and think we are really messed up in how we think about changing our minds. And I don't know if it's a woman thing because it's like reminds of like the 1950s, like housewife of like, oh, she's flighty and she changes her mind. And that's why she can only work in the home and take care of the kids (laughs) because she couldn't possibly do anything else. And I just think that's so dumb and it's a superpower and it shows so much strength when you can be like, nope, that's not for me anymore. Pivot. I'm switching because yeah, we've been trained to think otherwise. The elasticity of your mind is a superpower. And the more you practice this ability to shut a door and not have any ego or shame attached to it, the quicker you get to step into the next version of you. And each step matters. There's no looking back and being like, why did I do that? No, there were things you learned from it and you wouldn't be here now without those experiences. Failure to me is not a real word. It's an illusion. I truly don't think if you're making decisions with integrity and you're following your heart, just because it doesn't make you a million dollars or it doesn't hit whatever success level you had in your head, 
that's not a failure. You learned something in the process that's going to help you in the next season of life. Absolutely. I had a banner hanging in my sixth grade classroom that said fail equals first attempt in learning because it starts early, you guys. We wonder why are we so hard on ourselves? Well, I taught sixth grade and fourth grade. And do you know how fast a sixth grader will shame themselves and bash themselves because they messed up like one math problem with a brand new skill that I just taught them that morning. It's astounding. Some way along the line, we've been doing this too. And so now we're adults finally having enough maturity to realize that we're doing it. And now we're aware of it. And we're like, geez, why am I so hard on myself? I would never talk like this to my best friend, but I will berate myself in my mind. It starts way young, but what we really need to switch it and say is, we are so strong that we can change our minds. We're so strong that we can learn things from things that maybe didn't feel good because they didn't feel like a win, but we can learn things to make the next thing better. That's a pretty impressive thing. And just piggybacking off what Candace said, but early on, some personal development made me pay attention to how I talk to myself in my head for the day and taking note of the things that you say to yourself. And I encourage you to do that today after listening to this. Pay attention on how you are talking to yourself. Are you telling yourself that you're doing amazing things, that you're showing up? Or are you looking at yourself and beating yourself up over quote unquote failures? Like, oh, I'm just the worst. I was late to work or I forgot to pack my lunch or something like pay attention to those things because they're not serving you. And the sooner that you can drop that. It makes all risk-taking easy cheese, not easy cheese. Let's not like (laughs) paint a rainbows (laughs) and butterflies picture here, but they just become doable. They all seem so much more possible. There's still a level of, I might poop my pants or I'm going to throw up after I put that on the internet. But there's also just the overarching confidence of, I won't die from taking this risk. Tell your brain, I am not being chased by a lion. This is not actual, real, scary things. This is all made up. So I'm going to do it because I feel called to do it. And let's wrap up with what happens after you continually step outside of your comfort zone. You take those risks, whether they're big or small, over time. Andrea hit it on the head by saying everything seems so much more doable. That first thing that you think is just so big and so scary and you do it and you're like, "Ah, I didn't die. Let's go. What's next? I totally agree. I think about the evolution of the businesses that I've started. I mean, first with Beachbody, which was the best gateway business drug ever, where I could learn so many things. And suddenly when I was approached to open a boutique, I was like, sure, I'll figure it out. No big deal. Even my husband had confidence in me at that point. He's like, you can sell anything. So let's sell clothes. (laughs) You know, all those steps into buying a building, gutting it, making up my own business coaching business. And now the three of us being completely Delulu and being like, well, we're just going to have this massive membership and it will be massive, you guys. So if you want to be in on ground level, now is the time. It just makes everything seem more doable. I just can't echo that enough because those first moments of doing the very first scary thing seem so massive. I can still feel it in my body, that first social media post that I made announcing that I was a beach body coach. I don't even think I announced it because I was too scared to in the first post. Honestly, that's how big of a deal and how big of a risk that felt. That doesn't feel like that anymore. You're going to just continue to change. And the really cool thing is 
you might not know why you're called to this right now. You might not know why you are supposed to take this risk right now and share this right now. But as you go, that is going to reveal itself. There will be more doors, I guarantee you, that are going to open, but you don't get to see them until you start down this path that you know you're called to go on. So take the risk. Just as a piggyback to that, when I walked into that building that I now own, there was something in me that whispered, you don't know why you need to own this building. And then another thought came in, what if the person who is going to eventually cure cancer needed a spot to live for a certain amount of time so that that domino effect, they go to school, whatever. Big, huge, massive ripples can happen, but they require all of us to be taking these risks collectively to move towards true alignment. I really think the more people listen to their gut and do those scary things, even if they seem so tiny, like making your first post on social media, you don't know the ripple effect. And you can't think that you are not going to make some sort of small impact. Every impact matters. We all need to be being authentic. Yes. So post on social media, ask for the raise and make the phone call. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love for you to give yourself a pat on the back. You get one life and spending time on yourself in any way, including listening to our podcast is a big deal. Keep following those nudges and doing the scary things. And one day you'll be saying, and she did it too. Finally, we'd love it if you could leave a quick review and share this episode with a friend. Talk soon.